Hello and welcome to Queenstown Property Chat. I'm your host, Maria Rosa, a licensed real estate agent. Every week, I'll be bringing you fresh and current insights into the Queenstown property market so you can stay informed by the best local experts. everyone and welcome to a special series of the podcast. As we gear up for the upcoming election in New Zealand, I am going to be bringing you insightful conversations with some of the local members of parliament who are seeking your votes. My aim is for you to get to know the candidates and their ideas better without showing any bias towards any political party. I'm excited to bring you these interviews, providing a platform for you to get to know your local MPs better. But please remember that my aim is to inform and not influence, especially as we approach this important decision for the country. So to kick it off, we're going to jump into our first interview with Todd Stevenson from the ACT Party. Right. Hello, Todd. Thank you for coming on to Queenstown Property Chats. Thank you for having me. Yes, good. I'm excited to sit down and see what plans and vision you guys have for the Queenstown property market. Um, but before we get into all of that, can you give us a quick introduction about yourself and um, your political party? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, my name's Todd Stevenson. I'm from uh, ACT New Zealand. Uh, and uh, five weeks ago, I actually returned from living in Australia, for, where I'd been for 17 years. So. Yeah. My partner and I moved back and we're living in uh, Hanley's Farm here in Queenstown. Um, and I'm standing for Southland, but I'm also number four on the Act list. Oh, so okay, I've got a cool. very good chance of going to Parliament. Oh, wow. Exciting. That's good. And how long have you been a representative of the Act? Party then? Oh, actually, I got involved in Act when I was way back in university. So sometime around 1995 when the party just started and just before the... 1996 election, which was when ACT was first elected to Parliament. So, yeah, a bit of a long history uh, with the party, even though I've been out of the country now for, for a few years. Oh, sweet. So what is the ACT party's overall vision for the Queenstown property market? Look, I think uh, our vision for the Queenstown property market is pretty much similar to what we've... Our vision for the New Zealand property market, which <laughs> is actually we need to address really the supply side of housing. Um, there just isn't enough houses being built uh, in New Zealand. And obviously that means, uh, you know, people can't get into houses, there's a rental shortages. Um, so really that's what ACT wants to address. And, and we believe over the next uh, five years, we've really got to be building 51,000 houses a year to really address the kind of housing deficit as we see it. And what sort of things are you going to be implementing in place to make sure that you do hit that sort of numbers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, really, there's a few different um, policies we've got in place. Um, one of them is around trying to incentivise local councils to actually okay. approve houses. Um, and so we've got a policy around sharing 50% of the GST on um, new builds so that councils have the money to actually put in place the infrastructure, particularly important in places like Queenstown, where we've seen a lot of development. But, you know, with those developments, places, you know, uh, like uh, Hanley's Farm, for example, um, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be put in place. And so by sharing the GST with councils, that immediately gives them funds, and we hope that will incentivise right. them um, to build. Um, we also want to uh, overhaul what was the Resource uh, Management Act, now the Natural and Built Environments Act. So we want to scrap that and actually go back to a, a much simpler system where um, we, again, 
really placing uh, onus back on individual property rights. So you, again, you can do what you want with your own property as long as you're not, um, you know, harming others or uh, impinging on their enjoyment. Um, just on that one, yeah. just about the Resource Management Act, mm. I was actually reading about that yesterday on the website. And what part of that was to restrict um, the right for neighbours to object to projects that is being built. Does that mean that the if your neighbour next door wants to build a, you know, really high building, that neighbours still won't have the right to, you know, object to that? Or? Well, what we're proposing, in fact, this is in our housing policy, is yeah. actually getting it back. So at the moment, kind of, uh, the Resource Management Act and the Natural Built Environments Act, which is what just passed, mm -hmm. uh, really gives a wide number of stakeholders who might not even be directly affected by a project the opportunity to object. What we want to do is limit the number of people. So, yeah, to, to the direct neighbours, the people you're kind of talking about, but again, you know, give developers an opportunity to actually be able to negotiate with those people. Um, maybe not there's some compensation, no. not yeah. just a flat no. So, yeah, there's some things we want to put in place there. Um, I mean, we also kind of really want to build some innovation into the building industry. So, mm -hmm. again, there's a few issues there. Allow kind of builders to opt out of the um, council consenting regime and have some alternatives like building insurance so they can... Um, yeah, and you might want to talk a bit more about what that would look like. Uh, and then building materials is another big one. And again, um, you know, you're in the property industry, but I know we had a lot of problems with things like jib board, et cetera. So actually being able to, you know, have equivalent materials from overseas mm -hmm. are quickly approved and into the New Zealand market so we don't have those kind of holdups. And then how would you protect then, I don't like to use the word, but like dodgy builders or developers that would be using materials that wouldn't last for a long time? So, yeah, this, well, that's a great question, and that's why the insurance scheme is what we have put in place, and this is being done in Australia. So um, the the builder would actually have to have insurance for those, those houses in that development. Okay. And if they didn't have that, then they wouldn't be able to opt out of the normal consenting regime. But yes. if they have that in place, then they can fast track their project. Everyone knows it's covered by insurance. And again, obviously banks and, it's the and people... the builder that's paying for the insurance? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, again, that might be obviously charged to the consumer yeah. at the end. But uh, also the people, the banks and things financing would make sure that obviously those insurances are in place. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've seen that scheme is quite successful in other countries. Okay. I like that. So there's also a lot of many young people that are trying to get onto the property ladder. How will ACT directly help those first home buyers? Yeah, so really I think that goes really back to ACT's overall economic um, plans, which is really to reduce uh, government waste and spending and then try to lower taxes over time so that actually people have more money, uh, disposable income to actually be able to save and then obviously buy their first property. Okay. And do you have any policies that you'd be putting in place to protect homeowners' rights um, against, for example, tenants that have been misbehaving or not looking after their property or wanting to just move back in quickly? Yeah. So one of the one of the things that's been concerning Act is again the way this government, current Labor government, actually kind of set up renters and landlords against each other. So mm -hmm. yeah, we are going to do some things uh, for landlords. We're going to bring back uh, no fault evictions again. Uh, that was being removed, we'd bring that back. Um, and then obviously there's some changes um, that we would also bring in, like we'd re, um, abolish the Brightline test altogether, so that's mm -hmm. one of ACT's policies, okay. and, a, and reintroduce uh, interest deductibility. So again, we would bring that back um, next year, in the next financial year. Okay. And in terms of protecting then tenants' rights, um, especially with lots of houses 
go turn into Airbnb, which is a much-needed income for a lot of owners, especially with interest rates going up. How will you protect that balance between, you know, tenants having nowhere to live and owners being able to, you know, change their house into an Airbnb and kicking out the tenants? So I think this comes back again to um, what I talked about at the start. We've actually got to get more supply of houses. What we've seen is uh, this government and others uh, trying to actually... um, restrict demand for housing rather yeah. than address supply. And so okay. if we can address supply, and as I said, you know, if we could get 51,000 houses built in New Zealand a year, I think we'd see, a, you know, a change to the dynamics and it would be much more options for people. Okay, perfect. And what are your plans for urban development and zoning regulations? So again, around, um, you know, a replacement for the RMA or the Natural Built Environment Act, mm. um, we again want to try and have return a lot more control to local councils so there could be a more of a planning and a discussion. Um, again, I've talked about the idea of this um, sharing of the GST on new builds. And again, obviously, that would give uh, councils a more of an incentive also to think about long-term planning for mm-hmm. infrastructure uh, in their districts. Yeah. So that's how we want to find And do you see any objections to doing that? I don't. I mean, I do think it's really for local communities to decide how they want their um, towns and cities to grow. Um, And again, that needs to be done in a kind of um, thoughtful way. But I think one of the major holdups is just funding at the moment. We've got a kind of Mm -hmm. a national uh, deficit in infrastructure. And again, I've talked about the GST sharing with councils, but ACT also wants to try and um, attract uh, overseas investors too to invest in some of the infrastructure we need, whether that's roads... uh, or other types of uh, infrastructure. And what is Axe track record then in addressing property market issues? Obviously, we haven't been in uh, yeah. government for a while, but uh, the GST sharing actually was a bill that we actually got drawn at the last in the last parliament, oh, uh, and actually was um, all the parties except Labor supported it. So, um, oh, okay. if Labor had supported it, obviously it would have got through. Yeah. So, we have been trying to advance some of these uh, things we're talking about, but. You know, we're really looking forward to hopefully being part of the next um, government and coalition and yeah. getting some of these changes in place. And you mentioning that, I was reading on the news as well, it could be likely that National and ACT will, you know, form that coalition. How do you see your policies merging with theirs? Yeah, I mean, clearly that's our preference is yeah. to have a coalition, a National Act government uh, in coalition with National. Look, on some of the policy areas in property, for example, our policies are, are similar. Um they do want to bring back interest deductibility, not as fast as we do. So I, that's one example. Um, they want to uh, retain the bright line test, but at a different a number level. of years. Mm-hmm. I think these policies can be thrashed out and brought together. Okay. I think what both parties wanting to do is actually encourage more houses to be built in, Australia, in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, I love that. And just before we wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to say to our audience today? No, I just, um, you know, ACT really is trying to get party votes this year and we're really, you know, trying to listen to New Zealanders and deal with the issues that are important to them. And what we're hearing is cost of living is a big issue and, mm-hmm. again, that kind of feeds into the whole property area. Yeah. Uh, crime, again, not such an issue maybe in places like Queenstown, but we are actually seeing it in other regional centres starting to increase. And then co-governance, there's a lot of yeah. um, people concerned about that and we just want to have an honest conversation about that. Oh, I love that. Perfect. Well, um, everybody can find your information in the bottom of the podcast note. So if they've got any questions, reach out to Todd as well. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for joining in in this special series as we delve into the minds of New Zealand's political leaders ahead of the upcoming election. I hope you found today's conversation with Todd insightful. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for more interviews from candidates from various parties as we continue our journey to better understand their visions and plans for this beautiful nation. See you next time. <laughs>